spidey senses tingling. Hello. Hello, Slim. <laughs> Paper Keg is back. What up, listeners? Oh, my God. Red line in my face off. You know what? Since Jonesy, <laughs> since Jonesy Loves Beer can't be here, somebody had to get the red line. Welcome to the Paper Keg podcast, uh, the hottest Tumblr site in history, paperkeg.com. Where are we at with that now, Slim? Uh, we're nearing 4,000 followers oh, strong. God, mm-hmm. bless. God bless us indeed, Mark. Um, we read. Uh, we talk about industry news on the show. You know, we'll go over the books we're reading, new and old. Uh, and then we'll do a book club this, this week. week. What is it, Dale? Tell me. Darwin Cook, Parker, The Hunter, book one. Uh, and then we read your letters to close out the show. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. We are the hottest podcast on the internet right now, now that Jonesy is not with us. <laughs> uh, let's just go around and introduce you know, the roundtable of internet celebrities, former historians, and Just Dave. Uh, former DC historian... To the DC universe now he's just a nobody after the reboot um, I don't even know why we have him on the show anymore it's a good run though uh, but you know we do need to spice it up with the ethnicities so Mark welcome back it's good to be back and to answer your question you need a black man to increase your credibility that's that, all that that's is. actually scientific fact or our crime rates am I right that chiming in with some inappropriate comments <laughs> is none other than podcast bad boy Dale underscore A. It's good to be here, guys. It's good to be here. Thanks for making the trek up. Hey, you know, I appreciate it. It's no problem. Uh, no Jonesy this week. Downloads just skyrocketed <laughs> to the top of the charts. iTunes just emailed us saying they need more. They, they need, need more, more bandwidth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, Jonesy is out on assignment. He's on location. Uh, he's working on his wiki page. Uh, Down in the paper cake pan handle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in his place, probably our most popular uh, guest host in history. Third appearance? Seventh? <laughs> You're like the Alec Baldwin of this second. of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, Just Dave That's it. is here. Thanks for being here, Just Dave. Thank you for having me. A husband. Oh my God! Oh boy! S yeah. is blowing up in I the know. house. I know. I don't know what's happening. Are we being arrested? They're all fans <laughs> calling in. They missed just Dave. Pause it. Pause it. Unplug <laughs> it. Pause it. Unplug it. We're panicking. We're panicking. Just hang it up. Just hang it up. Just hang it up. Hang it up. Hang it up. Hang it up. There's some kind of bat phone going off. <laughs> so, okay. so we got a big show. None, none the wiser. Um, We've all been waiting to do Parker, you know, as our book yeah. club for a long time. Yeah, Deraza, who's a very popular uh, artist, he's wanted us to do it for years. Yeah, it's been uh, ever since maybe episode one years ago. So, so we didn't do a show last week for the NYCC that you know of. We technically did record it, uh, but I listened back and it was an abomination every in every facet. It was bad. So, So, but we did attend NYCC, and we do want to thank uh, JM Stump for being in on that recording. That won't see the light of day. Jumpy, as we call him, live in studio Mm -hmm. in In the hotel room in the New York headquarters hotel room. I mean, we can call it Paper Cake Headquarters. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, HQ. So, NYCC, anything uh, notable come out of it for you, Dale? Since you and I attended, Just Dave was there for a day. Uh, John Landis did not show up. For the John Landis panel, yeah, you were you're pretty upset about that. Um, there is Let's a Marvel Disney comic collaboration. That so, sounds awful. That's like mini news. But the uh, these this comic called or it's a cartoon called Prep and Landing. It's a Christmas show. Let's move on does. to the next topic. I'm bored. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I love horrendous. it. Keep going. I love it. And, Keep uh, going. Prep and, Prep and Landing are Santa's elves, and they will be invading the Avengers mansion. And I think it's pretty awesome. Um, wow, love that special by the way. 
Any news happening other than, than that blockbuster that Dale just dropped? Well, just in time for New York Comic Con, the Avengers trailer came out. I Anybody? loved it. We all saw it. It was amazing. Trent Reznor, right? Dale's favorite or, uh, musical artist, right? Yeah, by far. I mean, mm-hmm. I got his tattoo. I got a tattoo of him. <laughs> my back. Gave me chills. All the Avengers doing their thing on camera. The I music, the shivered. music just matched the uh, the trailer. Did they perfectly. show him wearing the mask at all, Captain America? I think he looks kind of goofy in the pictures that I saw. No, he was in civvies, and then I think he was without his. Mark, you're gonna have to tone it down. What does that mean? <laughs> civvies, civvies, <laughs> civilian clothes. Civilian okay, clothes. all right, all right. Not, not on the not on the uptake, you know, for the slang. What's with you? Has it been that long? His uh, his civilian clothes were kind of cool because they were like old. He's the like throwbacks. an old man. Yeah, they were old man clothes. It was awesome. I loved it. I hope they come out with a civilian street clothes Steve Rogers action figure. I can't wait to see the Avengers 2 trailer. (laughs) Robert Downey Jr. dropping the uh, If We Can't Save Him, We'll Avenge Him line. I loved it. He looks so old in that trailer. Yeah, Yeah, he did. He looks decrepit. Mandy Boo has probably just drove off the street. (laughs) Sorry, Mandy. (laughs) Just had to be said. How about Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk? It felt a little weird to see him in the same group with, like, Robert Downey and Cap. And to be honest, I still couldn't get over how old RDJ looked. I mean, his he's face been, looked he's fat. He's been through a lot. Uh, he just looked out of place next to those hunks. Yeah, but he's got those millions. I mean, he doesn't need to work out anymore. He's holding it down over at Marvel Studios I watched now. him in uh, Weird Science last night. Weird Classic. Science? It's on the USA Classic. Network? Yeah, They've had the rights to that movie for, like, 20 years. It was on Stars. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly and wildly off top. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know. We're uh, I think we're all excited for the Avengers. NYC, NYCC. We got drunk. We went to a party. Recorded an awful podcast. I had a great time. Spent with you a guys. lot of money. Yeah. Almost lost my wedding oh my ring. God. Oh yeah. It could have been a, a horrendous evening. What at Nimanimity say? Um, she was just glad that the ring did not get lost on Ninth Avenue. Nice. Yeah. You know the weather. You, your hands get cold. You know it mm-hmm. shrinks. There's shrinkage. like hand shrinkage. All men are familiar. See, you know, I'm being all wild. I'm wilding out on you're, the street, and I swing like my arm an, like an old Sicilian man flinging your yeah, you know around. They, you know they act, and then the ring just flew out of the street. Yep. You know, gone forever. I think some homeless man's gonna like you know sell it for the cocaine. Yeah, cash in. He's gonna cash in and then die. I would assume. And Jim Bean probably. That's what they all drink. Um, any you had another news piece about some broads being hired at Marvel. Over at DC, one of the other things that came out of New York oh. Comic Con. Remember back when DC was getting all that flack for not hiring any female writers? Yeah. They wound up and but got they're... Anne Nesenti? Sounds, sounds familiar. She's over on Green Arrow now. Keith Giffen, Dan Jurgens, they're off it. And coming up in issue number seven. Already? First female writer. Yeah. This they're like changing the... creative teams like nobody's business. Yeah, this is the third team that's getting dropped or moved or whatever off the new 52. Well, they said they were going to change teams if people were going to be late. It, ever, yeah. but yeah, right. I don't think the new reader cares so much about who's drawing or writing, just as long as it's good. You exactly. Know? You know, Joe Schmo downloading Green Lantern isn't going to care who's doing it. Apparently, this chick has been around for a while. She was big in the '80s, made a lot of Marvel characters like Typhoid Mary, Longshot, Mojo, Spiral. Terrible. I thought Typhoid Mary was a Joe Quesada and Jimmy Palmiotti thing. Nah, Typhoid no? Mary was older than that. She was um, in the 80s. Oh, she was in the Frank Miller stuff. Yep. Hmm. I don't know. As long as they keep writing Starfire like a uh, like somebody I'd read, you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> um, I think that's that's it. The news that I could remember. It was kind of a slow news week, really. Did you see that? Um, did we talk about Marvel doing the digital download for Avenging Spider-Man, or was that during the the podcast that will not be named? It was during Podcast X. Okay. So yeah, Marvel is doing. If you buy. Avenging Spider-Man in the comic shop, you'll get a free digital download in their Marvel app. That's pretty sweet. Free. That's pretty sweet. Can you imagine if they do that for everything? Because you know it's going to be three ninety nine. Oh, so. that 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 piece is four dollars. That's a four dollar comic you got for free. So that might be worth a four dollar print comic. Maybe. I can't wait to read it. I'm so excited about it. You're gonna get Spider-Man. it at the uh, the comic shop. Yeah. Our friends. Comic book Sp- shop sponsor. Yep. Wilmington, Delaware. I'm gonna get that and my free digital copy. You know, there's a retailer that's boycotting that. He's, uh, he was so pissed that when it was solicited, they didn't tell you that it was going to come with a free digital download. So he's only um, selling what he pre-ordered for people that asked for it, and he's not getting any more. It's only going to hurt him in the long run. Go ahead. Yeah, probably. He's a, he's one of those guys that gets like a column on CBR and Brian Hibbs. 
That's that's debatable, but uh, yeah, <laughs> the fact that he gets a golem, or no, that it's going to ruin it could ruin him. That's I, I mean, we could debate that. I mean, it's it's always a loss when you take comics away from potential buyers. I think agreed. Yeah, I mean that's uh you know on a small scale, it's kind of what Barnes and Noble is doing too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I can see I definitely I, you know it's tough. I see his point of view. Why pay for the knife that's going to slit his throat, kind of thing? You yeah, know, that, that's how he's thinking. But it's, yeah, yeah, it's he touchy. was he was upset uh, that they didn't announce it ahead of time that it was a digital download and that it's on such a premier title that they're just going to give away a free digital book. He's, he's like, obviously, it would affect you know my business. Yeah, why would I help you out? But wouldn't he be making money if he increased his orders and sold those books? Yeah, but what you if know. they didn't come back for issue two because they get it digitally? Yeah, I mean, they discover the app and then they don't come back. Yeah, that's well, that's his thinking. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. a legitimate point, I guess. Dave, would you buy a four dollar book if it had a free digital download? The same book, yeah, what, a digital download of the same issue yeah. that I'm buying. Would you ever go? If back? I was gonna, I mean, if I was gonna buy it anyway, would you like? Just, what if like? What if you bought it? Um, would you ever go back to the shop for the print book, or would you just stick with the digital at that point? I'm trying to think of like what well, the if, future customer would do. Like, oh, I get a free digital download if I buy it in print. I wonder if people would still go to get the well, print d- book I mean, or just stop. I think it depends a lot on how you how you would be reading it digitally. Yeah. Like if if you had I mean, an iPad, the only, yeah. Like if the only yeah. way you were going to be able to look at it was on your phone or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the then web. I probably would. Yeah, then you, I probably you, would. You but can't you read had, it on the web. You know, yeah, if you had if you had an iPad like we all do, mm-hmm. and it's you know easy and and clean to do it that way. I prefer then, it clean. Yeah, then I then I then I probably yeah. I mean, I would stick with the iPad and the digital, but it just. I mean, it depends. I mean, you're trying to. I understand what they're trying to do, exposing people to it digitally, but. I mean, if you don't have the resources to view it in a yeah, in an easy yeah, in a clean and easy way, then did you talk you're just to go back to did you talk to anyway. our friends at the shop? Do they have you talked to them about it? See what they think? No, I haven't mentioned to uh, to them about. You're a man on the street. You need to get in on that. I could I could get on that though. I'll definitely get on. Get that. a boom mic in there. See what they Shotgun think. mic. <laughs> Stick it in their face. Yeah. Show sponsor. I guess maybe as long as you bought it from their digital storefront. Yeah, what's the, the what's their URL? If anyone wants to buy, if anyone listening buys digital comics, you should do it at their digital storefront. Yeah, uh, thecomicbookshop.com. Man, how did they get that URL? That's a sweet URL. <sighs> That's a get. They must have bought that back in the... Uh, the aughts? The aughts. Let's move into the comic talk Let's before Mark falls asleep. <laughs> oh, I'm listening. I'm pretty sure he's checking his Facebook notifications right now on his iPad. He's well, like, I got money on the Monday night game. So. Uh, I don't know what that means. Yes. Let's, um, who wants to start it off? Maybe Mark, Ooh. right now. Oh well, it's the first time you've ever looked at me and called on me. I know. I just wanted to throw a fastball. So, Mark, you used to be a DC historian on the show. Yeah. How do you feel about losing that title forever to me? Well, I still know more about DC than the three of you, so I'm I quite content. I don't it. believe so. The new universe. Yep. I don't. I think maybe we. Uh, no, I don't, no. One day I'll call you up. What, what are you reading right now? I got bored of DC, so I had to switch over to Marvel. <laughs> there you go. See, just proving my point. I will walk off this on show. <laughs> Fear itself number seven. Oh wow! Fear itself number seven. I paged through this. Anybody else read it? This is still a book going on. For it's been my before my son was born. Grayson. <laughs> is that your son's name? Grayson. Yeah. Name drop. Grayson. Fear itself. Underscore. What is happening? Oh, look out! Did um. <laughs> so this is finally over. Finally. Or is it? At the end of this. Well, this is the end of the seven-issue miniseries. It's Asgard and the Heroes versus <laughs> Asgard. Asgard oh, or Asgard? <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. It is, I guess, Thor versus his uncle, the Serpent, and all of the other heroes versus the Worthy with the seven hammers. Hmm. It took all my willpower to finish it. This is the end of a good miniseries. It's supposed to set up Marvel's next big thing, and it was just boring as hell. I Tony Stark comes back with these enchanted weapons that he made for the heroes, gives them to seven random heroes. Take your pick. Next panel, they look like various action figures. Oh yeah, I it got I got the se- I got a Secret Wars vibe when I look turn those pages. Yeah, very easily, I mean, you had Wolverine with his neon claws. You had Spider Man in a kind of black suit with wrist blades on him. It was so lame. 
It was one of the lamest comics I've ever looked at it's in history. Wow. Didn't rave reviews. No. Rave Who was reviews? raving review for this? Didn't Mandy Boone like fan or something? Well, she loved it, but we can't gauge from her. I mean, Fair any enough. book Tony Stark is in, she's buying like nine copies of it. Newsarama loved it. CBR loved it. Get out of here. I did not. Well, everyone not. loves Matt Fraction, though. He's, he used he to be like a an industry fan before he made it big, so I think there's still some ties there. Yeah, they're supporting him. But, oh, God, he must, I mean, it's awful. Awful. What and did you see the, uh, there's like 12 post Fear Itself issues. Like, there's a ton. Seven there's point seven. Ones. Twos and threes, yeah, right? Yeah, 7. Two and 2, 7.1 through 7.3. So there's there's tie-ins that continue the story. My boy, Kubert's drawn one of them. And nope. apparently Thor is dead again. So that's he's what dead. Ki- that's what killed me. That's what infuriated me about it. No pun intended. Thor died. Killed Thor. Again. And he died off panel. So the first page you see is this giant serpent wrapped around Thor. He takes his sword and stabs him through the head. Next thing you know, Thor's crawling out of a crater dead. Then they have a funeral pyre for him. And he's, like, literally dead. He's, like, you can see the body. Right. And they're going to burn him like Darth Vader. This just happened how many years ago with Ragnarok? Oh, God. That's a drinking game. Every time we say Ragnarok on the show, <laughs> we'll be hammered right now. It's usually Jonesy dropping that <laughs> Yeah, by. he's probably chuckling to himself. You know he's going to be uh, downloading this instantly to see how many times we mention his name. <laughs> probably see if he can get a hold of it tonight. <laughs> yeah. No, so, the, uh, yeah, but he died. I remember in Civil War he was dead, and they brought back cl- like the Thor, clone right. of Thor to, to the storyline. Who cares? How long ago was Civil War? Mm. It wasn't that long. He's Who dead cares? again. Who cares? It was like, what, five, six years ago, maybe? God. Something like that. Think of something else. Matt Fraction should have turned this shit down. I used to love the crossover. Sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. Wow. God. I, I mean, just reading it, it angered me. I used to love when those company-wide crossovers and the big stories, and you got to see heroes just do their thing and be cool. This bored the hell out of me. I only read it because I had to. I wonder, I mean, do you think they made him do like the thing where they get powered up? From As- Asgard, <laughs> get like superpowers. Like I, once I saw that, and they showed the, um, the the teaser images of who are the worthy, and they all had the you know um, Tron outfits. If that bleeds into my Wolverine, the X Men, I will no. lose my poop. No, I no. I might have seen a few pages of Wolverine, the X Men, and it is worth every g damn penny, my oh, friend. Tell me more. Every g damn penny. Bachelo at his finest. Oh my god! You know that the, the my favorite. Bacalo issue ever. Remember the one where him and Cyclops are in the bar? The Hellfire Club? There's yeah. some good oh, Bacalo yeah. in there. I'm telling you what, I'm telling you what. It's better than that. I just said not it. really I just said aiming it. that high. Excuse me? March Bacalo is an incredibly Mark, untalented artist. Mark, you're a former DC historian. Let's not just take away everything you have at this point. <laughs> right. You know, you you're losing all street cred. I can get with you. Oh, I, I can agree Whoa. with you about Huber. Oh, here we go. But you know you Bacio. got you know you get Mark when Bacio. you bust out the white man voice. He's not telling. <laughs> anyway, you know what? Off topic. If there's somebody out there who liked Fear itself, please get at me and tell no, me why. No one it, did. It wasn't good. Not on Twitter. Mandy, though, Mandy, are you and Mandy terrible. Boo writing about Fear itself for a, a possible paper keg tag team team up? I, I maybe could. I I haven't read one issue of Fear itself, but I Don't, would do it for a paper keg. It is up. horrendous. I was kind of hoping that you and Mandy Boo would do a Fear itself. Spider Island, like cross paper. Cross. Know, you're you're talking nuts right now. Mark is very upset at this bacalo talk. He's losing his shiz. It's overrated. Let's, we want to phrase let's, overrated let's artists. Let's change gears. Fear itself is over. Thank God. Half the show's over on this. We got like yeah. th- we're running out of we're running out of tape. Moving on. Um, let's change it up a notch with myself. Mm. You know, I uh, love the Image Comics. Yeah. As Who you, doesn't? As you may or may not know. So I, I saw this other this new kind of book you know, I never heard before. <laughs> Sorry, I'm throwing my neck around like Dale. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's called All Nighter. Anyone, anyone ever heard, heard of this? I've heard of that book. You heard of it? Yeah. heard of it. You seen this? So it's not, it's black and white. Black and white book, you know. Um, it's about this uh, character, this young girl who's trying to change uh, the, her course in life, you know, she's with this dead end boyfriend. You know, they're stealing stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, who wants to be in that kind of relationship? Nobody. Toxic. It is. Toxic. It's what they call it in therapy. So she, she, you know, she sees an opportunity to change. She says she's not going to do the stealing anymore. They get a new roommate. Um, there's a there's a backstory where she blames herself for her mother's death. She says she caused it. 
Um, five issues. Um, it's not, you know, like a big adventure book. It's just uh, just one girl's story, you know, over the course of a year. You know, it's just, it's it's kind of hard to explain. I tried to explain it the other day, I think, to you guys at the Ren Fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as silly as that sounds. <laughs> Nerds. Uh, <laughs> um, but I highly recommend it. You know, five issues, um, wonderfully drawn. Five self five mini five issues that tell one story oh cool so um, that, that, kind that. of like a cliffhanger ish um ending to each issue hmm. uh she meets you know the one of the story threads is uh, her roommate is dating someone that she you know had a crush on when they were younger so he comes back into the story it's just very hard to explain but it's just a highly enjoyable you know little five issue book Sounds like teenage drama, but I know you don't read that stuff. I don't read teenage drama, but this was dramatic and it involved uh, some twenty somethings. Yeah, cool. That sounds uh, sounds really cool. But it had some you know very funny spots. I highly recommend it. I'm going to check it out. You should check it out and let me know what you think. I will. Right into the show. Letters at papercake dot com. Check it out, Dale. Oh, I will. Um, our Alec Baldwin of the show. Alec Baldwin is to SNL as Just Dave is to Paper Keg. <laughs> Dave, what are you reading right now? Um, I read Viper Comics Dead at 17 issue number one. Is that porno? Uh, no, although yeah. the cover might lead you to believe that. I'm down. Yeah. What, what is this book? Tell us about it. It's a book. There's Okay, so in the beginning... This chick gets murdered. Oh. Yeah. Good just heavens. right out of the Jeez. gates. That's she so gets murdered. Somebody breaks into her house That's and murders her. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets murdered. Then her best friend uh, at the funeral is approached by this FBI type guy. I don't know if they say if he's FBI or not, but FBI type secret agent kind of guy that wants to talk to her. She says she doesn't want to talk right now, blah, blah, blah. Then she gets together with the dead chick's ex-boyfriend. Oh, yeah. She was saying, you know, it's a shame you guys broke up. She was really into you. And then he was like, yeah, I was really into her, but I never told anybody this. One night, she fell asleep on my lap and then, like, was, like, having this crazy dream and, like, hit me and, like, was talking all this trash about demons and evil stuff. Mm. So then... Oh, God. So then uh, she goes to the... Police for quite, you know, the police want to talk to her because she was the dead girl's best friend and everything. The police show her the girl's diary, which mm. is full of like all these weird symbols and like make it stop and mm-hmm. you know stop it please. Why won't it stop? All this kind of weird stuff. Frightening. Um, Sounds like a rape book. It, it, oh <laughs> Mark, tell me I'm wrong. David. Can I finish? Can I finish? <laughs> Can I finish, please? So anyway, toward the end of the book, uh, this chick goes home and then is attacked by, like, these zombie kind of guys, like zombie monsters. And she's so she gets knocked to the ground, zombie on top of her. Oh, God, here's Mark. About to, like, Mark is right. About to, like, do, probably, I guess, eat her brain or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, thunk, axe right to the zombie's head. And then you, there's panels of, like, zombies getting chopped up and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And then last panel, the dead girl standing what? there, back oh. from the dead with the axe. That and she she's just, wearing a schoolgirl outfit. And she's wearing a schoolgirl outfit, yes. Complete with complete with skinny tie. Which there's I guess a tentacle is wrapped around her neck. What is is there? Mean? It's a tie. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you need that closer? It's only four feet away. That's a joke. <laughs> uh, so what's this book called? It's called Dead at 17. Sounds familiar. Issue, uh, issue number one, free. Is, the, oh, there you go. Uh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, uh, pre- yeah pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. And the art the art is very much a style that I enjoy. Hmm. Yeah, it looks a little Oming-ish. Yeah. Oh, Avon Michael Oming. Avon Oming with yeah. his fancy thick watches. Will you be back for issue number two? I, yeah, I definitely would. Yeah, I definitely would read the... Fun- and actually, I think there's, there's at least four or five out i think so i definitely would read viper comics viper comics yeah i had never heard of them but worth a read dale underscore a all-star western number one i did this jonah hex back 
Jimmy Palmiotti, <laughs> Justin V. Gray, and the artist. Um, <laughs> Jonah Hex, of course. Jonah Hex drew it? Oh. Confederate soldier. Uh, the, the war is over. He's a bounty hunter. Thank God. He's a real big piece of S, mm. but he also kicks a lot of S. <laughs> He's been hired <laughs> to find the Gotham butcher. Yes. Comes to Gotham City circa 1880s, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, great book. I loved it. I love this book. A lot of uh, there's some name dropping, you know, with uh, names synonymous with Gotham City, Arkham, Wayne. Um, yeah, his, his sidekick is um, uh, one of the like the grandfather or yeah. great grandfather of uh, the guy who started Arkham Asylum. Yeah, and it's uh, he's he's into uh, psychology and stuff like that too. So you can kind of see um, where the family might get his roots and and probably going through his research. Mm-hmm. Um, so they partner up. The local authorities, the Gotham City PD don't want anybody to know about this Gotham Butcher. They don't want to stir, cause a stir. They also don't want anything to do with Arkham's methods and or Jonah Hex coming into town because he's just brutal. He's scary and he scares people and he's a, and he's a big D-bag. But, mm-hmm. uh, so Arkham and Jonah Hex team up and uh, are running their own investigations. He, the Gotham Butcher is killing women of the street and he's doing a good job of it. Women of the street or women of the night? Women of the night that walk the streets. Street walker. <laughs> Prostitute. That's where, that's where it was all oh, stemming from. Ladies hoes. of the night. So Mark, that's inappropriate. The <laughs> story is so good. Um, Jonah Hex is, you know, again, like a big rat beast bee bastard. And uh, <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't abbreviate that. I love, I love the book. I I, was, I love the hell. I've never read a Jonah a Jonah Hooks or a Jonah Hex comic yeah. in my life, and I loved every bit of it. It was so good there, and uh, the whole time they're working together, you are seeing thought bubbles of monologue from Amadeus Arkham. He's analyzing Jonah Hex as they go on because he just never seen somebody as complex as Jonah Hex, mm-hmm. and you know he's he's figuring that Jonah's had to have father issues and mother issues, and he's obviously from the war. And he and he adheres to this certain code because he still has the Confederate uniform on. And um, the last panel is one of the uh, the streetwalkers are dead, and there's a personalized message to Jonah Hex. So mm. there might be something there. They start investigating. Uh, you know, there's this classic story where you know there's like a secret society. Like if you ever seen Hot Fuzz, it's the same way. Yes, major figureheads in the town of Gotham could possibly be be behind these murders because you know they're trying to clean the streets in their own way mm-hmm. and um that's where it ends and i mean you guys got to get this book i compared uh, his art to like frank quitely plus klaus jansen the artist oh yeah i got oh. that vibe from it which is a pretty awesome vibe that's really good thank you appreciate that do you have to like westerns to like this book no man i hope not yeah. no no that's that i think that's a cool plus, but no, it's not a really a Western book at all. Good. Yeah, the, the I got a very like messed up Sherlock Holmes, uh, and you know his partner vibe. What's his name? Watson. Watson. That's his name. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the vibe yeah, I got. He's, he's more of a a thinker like that. Yeah, but very good book. Mor- I recommend it. Moriart. Maybe when name. it drops to like two ninety nine. I think it was a three ninety nine book. You know that was my gripe, and I actually. I thought there would be more to it. I mean, there was a lot of there was more than twenty two pages. Do you remember what what, what the page? Yeah, count is? there was. Uh, is it twenty nine? Thirty pages. Oh, well, yeah. So I mean, that's, that's yeah, that's a that's plenty of story. But you know, if it's, it's going to be three ninety nine, it has to be at least that a number. I think. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Thank you. And uh, but I highly recommend it. I can't read. This might be one of my favorites coming out of the. Uh, I, I agree. I agree. Should we do a lightning round or should we go another round round round? Let's do another let's, round. Let's around. just do another round. Okay. All right. Cool. You, prepare, you prepare for that? I'm ready for it. Former DC historian Mark Farrington. Uh, hey, what's the update on that Tosh.0 skit? Is that ever going to air? It is going to air between October, well, and between Jane, this month, October and next October, before their fall <laughs> break at the end of November. Hmm. My wife asked me about that. I'm not sure if everyone's on the up and up, but Mark is kind of an internet star yeah. with his. Side project quotes. Um, what's it called? Hello, hello, yes, hello, yes, hello. hello. hello Dolly. 
You got business cards right here. Oh, he's got yes. the business like cards. Oh. Uh, let me take that. Yeah. Uh, so you can you can find Mark's side project at yeshello.tv, at yeshello.tv, and there's a phone number on here. Look at that. This yeah. guy with a phone number. We got professional. What, what does that I go say? to? Does that go to an actual phone box? Goes to the Yes and Low Studios, actually. Good heavens. These guys. We're sitting in it. We're sitting next uh, to it. Uh, Mark, that if rang. you could take a time a time out from counting your monies from Yes Hello, please. Could you let us know what else you're reading right now? You know what? I flipped the script and went over to Kaboom. <laughs> DuckTales number five. <laughs> Dangerous Currency. <laughs> Kaboom classic. Beginning it's of a four part crossover with Darkwing Duck. Nice. Yeah, well. You <laughs> know what, David? This is like your Jonesy's Wolverine. Jonesy, every episode, he's got a Wolverine that he wants to talk about. How can you not love this? We're children of the 80s, product of the 90s, grew up on the Disney afternoon. I love it. In this book, the DuckTales villain is amping up Darkwing Duck's rogues gallery. So it starts off with a rainy night in St. Canard, and the guy who used to be Gizmo Duck comes crawling up to Darkwing's house to find his old buddy Launchpad. Hmm. He's begging for his help. He decides that he's going to draft him to go stop whatever the hell is going on. And meanwhile, out in Duckburg, Scrooge McDuck is having similar issues with Launchpad, so he goes over there looking for some help. It's just fun. I mean, if you grew up in the 80s, if you like simple stuff, if you just want a straight-up, entertaining, fun action story based on characters you knew and grew up with, yeah. check it out. Got right. kids you want to whoop, exactly. show them, you know. We do have kids. I support two, that Two one. folks on this show are fathers. I'll oh, let you, you guess. You're a father now? You're a father? I am a father now. I wasn't now. aware. I, uh, Drink too. I'm not sure if you're aware. It's one of those books, and I know that a lot of the new 52 has been getting some press for the sex and violence in it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, coming from a Disney publishing, you don't expect that, and there isn't any. But you'll read it, and you'll get some of the double innuendo jokes. And a little kid will see Scrooge McDuck or Darkwing Duck and just be entertained by it. And love it. I like it. It's clearly written by people who love comics and love the superhero genre. So they, they're they throwing in little Easter eggs and little jabs at the comic industry. I like how they keep the, uh, I mean, these characters never die, th- all thanks to comic books. Because really, where else can they be read or black market at Comic-Cons with VHSs that the guys made themselves? Mm-hmm. Probably. That, that too, yeah. DVDs, you know? DVDRs. How are you going to shoot down the man's point? Uh, let's let's move on. <laughs> Thanks to something I was feeling it. that is actually enjoyable. You know, <laughs> uh, Young Justice from DC Comics. You the, know, I'm, I'm regarded as the new DC historian in town. <laughs> so right. I, you know, I'm branching out. You know, I got to absorb all this information that's out there with the DCU. Um, I've never I've seen one episode of Young Justice. It's a cartoon. Essentially, it's like the sidekicks of the DCU uh, form their own little fun team. You know, like cute. hijinks ensues. That's cute. When the when the when the when the dads are away, or they're you know they're older bosses. Uh, so the first issue involves I'm drinking all their peach schnapps, <laughs> getting wine the easy riders. Yeah. So the first issue, it's it's drawn in the you know, the same cartoony vein as the show and. The first issue is Superboy. It kind of picks up right after the first episode, um, and they even they even flash back to it when they like free Superboy from his uh, I don't know where he was formed Star Labs or Cadmus. I'm assuming Star Labs or Cadmus. Um, I think you're right, Slim. That's thank right. you. I knew I was DC historian. Slim I knew over Mark. Here. Yeah, I knew Mark wasn't going to chime in with the right answer. Well, I couldn't let so, it go. On so this one, um, he you know they try to pick rooms in the J- in the old JLA hideout you know that they don't use anymore. So, but something happens when Superboy is left alone in the base and all the, you know, the Joker shows up. Um, and it's actually cool to see how the Joker is designed in this book. He almost looks like a hipster with a, you know, he's got like this kind of nice haircut, and, but he's got a wallet and chain. Oh, right up your alley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never worn a wallet and chain, I'll be honest with you. Uh, so he, you know, he's, he's off on his own to fight the Joker and his henchmen of, you know, monkeys with bombs attached to them. Uh, classic, classic Joker. Classic Joker. Um, but it's just a fun book. Uh, two issues, I think the storyline wraps up in you know a little two issue arc. Fun, you know, you could give it to kids. Uh, great stuff. Cool. Great stuff. I love it. Go go pick it up right now. Read it. DC historian Aunt Slim tells you to do it. 
Dave, do you have another another pick this week? I do. I do. Let's go uh, Image Comics. There you go. Nothing but wins from Nothing Image Comics. From Image Comics. Nancy in Hell. Oh, my. Whoa. Written by El Torres. Art by Juan Jose Reap. Uh, you sound like in the actor's studio when you well, say it you like know. that. <laughs> um, so here we go. Uh, it starts off, as you might imagine, Nancy is in hell. Uh, and, spoilers. yeah, spoiler, right out of the gate. Spoiler. Um, so she, she's about to be... Basically, she's about to be molested by these two uh, she demons when this group of like vigilantes blow the demons away, <laughs> uh, and then she befriends this guy. They call him the philosopher. She calls him Phil, mm. and he basically tells her where she is and what's going on. And hell is kind of like whatever you want it to be I guess it, it's filled with lesbian demons it, it, yeah yeah pretty much um so then stuff goes down at this bar where they're at in hell and uh she ends up crawling her way out of this bloodbath and then towards the end she basically has no idea what she's gonna do and she's about to be attacked by this hellhound and like torn to pieces I guess is the hellhound a lesbian uh, it's hard to tell by the art. <laughs> she hellhound. <laughs> There's not really any discerning parts. Um, but she's. About but I wouldn't to, rule it out. She's right? about to get ripped apart, and then right before she can do that, this guy comes. This like Fabio-looking, like look at this guy. He demon. This Fabio-looking, like he, Adonis he's like, over yeah, there. Yeah. Look at her. Right. What is she riding? A rocket. What is that? Uh, a chainsaw. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's pretty silly. They're the bicycles of hell. Everybody knows uh, that. But anyway, so this dude like comes in and basically saves the day and then tells her that he has to keep her alive because they're both meant to escape hell. Whoa. As surely as I am named Lucifer, he says. What? what? So, he, so I guess in the coming issues, he, uh, he and uh, Nancy are going to try to escape hell. Lucifer and Nancy. Um... I like the art a lot. The art was really cool. Um, and the breasts. Yeah, plenty of breasts. And that's that's never a bad thing. There should be a rating for Dave's book, and, and plenty of breasts should be like you know the upper echelon of the rating scale. Yeah, rated, uh, rated uh, hentai yeah, the, for the story. Yeah, the story was was good enough to get me to the end. I I, I am undecided as to whether I'll I'll stick with it, but it was entertaining. If if there not gruesome, that parts. One of Dale, one of uh, not Dale, Dave's sexy picks of the week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like the animal was dying. Whatever that was, that was the lesbian hellhound. Yeah, I think. Yeah. That's right. Dale, do you want to uh, close out the official roundtable before we get into, um, you know, what's been called the greatest segment since sliced bread, the lightning round? I do. Uh, this one goes out to Mandy Boo. And, uh, she gifted me through Comicsology hmm. a birthday present. Oh, that's that's a, adorable of her. X Force, Sex and Violence. Yes. Oh God, I love that book. This book was it's all about Wolverine and Domino. Oh my God. And it is crazy and it is wonderful. Yeah. I mean, this is adult. This is your adult themed X book. You know who like it? D- uh, Dave would, I bet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Tell us about it. There yeah, is um, there's some crazy stuff happening here. Uh, the hand domino, mm-hmm. and who are the other people? Um, uh, sex slave children. I think they're involved. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the uh, that kind of wackiness. Yeah. And uh, Domino basically gets herself in trouble. She gets in a fix. She gets in a fix, and uh, somebody's needing to get her out of it. Logan. Mm. Logan shows up, and I mean, there's this whole sexual tension. Oh I mean, my god, it's, are, it's palpable. You could cut yeah. it with adamantium claws. It's so, 
It's so good. And didn't um, they used to bump uglies way back when? Who didn't Wolverine bump uglies with when you yeah, think about it? I think it? so. And uh, basically, Wolverine is there to help her. Yeah, this whole mess. The violence in this book. It's I mean, a three-issue arc. Oh, God. The violence is beautiful. I mean, the, uh, the sometimes artist, you just need Wolverine to let loose yeah. you know, and slice people up and get covered in blood and let his sideburns rock out of his mask. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that mm-hmm. stuff is the, really weird. The artist is Gabriel Del Otto. Uh, he did the Secret Wars arc that um, uh, Bendis did, you know, the new Secret Wars. I, I, I actually always liked that one. Yeah. Um, he does a lot of the covers. You know, he did a lot of, he's done a lot of famous Wolverine covers. What else? What else has Del oh, Otto done? Oh, it was uh, the Thieves Guild. Oh, okay, yeah. They were up against the Thieves Guild and with Belladonna. He d- he does the covers for... Um... Didn't he do Marvels 2 with Kurt Busiek? Mm. No, that wasn't him. He's, he, d- he does the covers for that weird villains arc that Joe Casey is doing right now, uh, where it's just the villains on the covers. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Um, but yeah, anyway, did you read all three issues? I did read all three How issues. How about one of the greatest endings to Wolverine comic ever? When he did, and the last scene. Can I spoil it for everyone? Maybe you should I, just fast forward. Yeah, buy fast it forward, on the app and see it for yourself. Fast forward 30 seconds. The, is I, if I remember correctly when I last read this, Wolverine uh, rides off in the sunset with Domino. Yep. And uh, she gives him a little treat on the ride back. <laughs> read I into did, that I just, what you I will. I didn't see it until just now. I see it. You, yeah, I'm you, looking at it right now. Yeah, you had to look look again to make sure that it happened. I mean, I, I put that down and I was like, Wolverine, you rat Think. That little dog. <laughs> He's, they got a super villain in the trunk for beating up on later. That's so good. Uh, and I mean, uh, you can't. My kind of book. You can't recommend a better action uh, Wolverine story with you know some some knock booting happening. Domino bought bought him a new uh, Mustang because the uh, old one got trashed. Yeah, there's you know. So just that's go some, get it. Just go get it. X Force, Sex and Violence. We're running out of we're running out of time, Mark. We need to get your uh, lightning round pick. Lighting round is when we go around, you know, two sentences or less. Uh, you describe the book, a book that you read in two, two sentences or less. Do we have a sound effect for the lighting round? Or do you not do it anymore? You've retired? Uh, you did it Jonesy's, originally. Jonesy's been doing He's it, usurped so. it. You're the originator, dude. Not, hey. uh, Mark, give it to us right now. We're running out of time. Green Lantern Volume 5, Number 2, Jeff Johns, Doug Mankey. Piss poor follow-up to Jeff John's previous storyline, War of the Green Lanterns. If this doesn't pick up, could be the first new 52 book I drop. Thanks, Slim. Was that a sentence? Key of Z. Another zombie outbreak book. Another zombie outbreak break book that I won't be buying. <laughs> there you go. Just Dave. Penance. This is the name of the book. <clears throat> um, That's a sentence. <laughs> All right. Classic. Classic courtroom drama with a superhero twist. Um, that's all I got. It's okay. it's all right. all right. It's good. It's okay. okay. Right. A lot of hy- I'll, okay. I'll use hyphens in that last. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Commas, semicolons. <laughs> uh, podcast bad boy. Savage Tales, number one. Dynamite Entertainment book. Well worth. Your monies digitally for these four stories set in the Conan universe. Red Sonia is my new Red Devil of my heart. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, Darwin Cook. Uh, has he ever done a bad thing? Don't answer that, Mark. I wasn't looking at you. Adele <laughs> <laughs> uh, Darwin Cook has uh, adapted the Parker series. You know, the has famously or infamously been turned into a movie starring Mel Gibson, mm-hmm. one of the greatest actors of our time. Great movie too. Payback. 
great movie. Love the movie. Oh, really? Yes, yeah. that is what that is the same character. Has anyone ever seen the director's cut of that movie? I heard it's pretty different. No, I have not at all. Uh, so Darwin Cook, you know, of uh, Catwoman fame, uh, the, is the New Frontier. New Frontier, yeah. The Spirit, you might have seen his art. Uh, Batman, what was his Batman one-shot, former DC historian? Ego. The, ego, there you go. Now we keep you around for a reason. Yeah. So Parker... <laughs> Parker is written and drawn by Darwin Cook. Uh, he uses this fantastic style. It's, uh, you know, it's. I don't, how would you even describe the art style that he's done on this? It's it's, it's pencils, but he he almost looks like he does some kind of paint shading around. Um, it's it's just a gorgeous adaptation of the book. Some of the backgrounds he he did on on these. I don't, how long do you think it took him to do this? So the backgrounds in the book. The backgrounds of the book are drawn you know, almost around the character. So if you look at yeah. some pages, he didn't draw a character. He drew a background and the character is inside of it. Right. How about that first page spread with of New, New York, York City mm. in book one? I look at this now and I can't tell if that's a photograph or if that's hand. Yeah. If, if it's a photograph, he touched it with his hand. Like, it was incredible. Gorgeous. Everything he did in this book was absolutely gorgeous. Like, it's not a... It, it's, it can almost be described as a black and white book, but it's not black and white. Mm-hmm. It's like gray and white or... or mm. Gray light scale. blue, yeah, 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 and that's all the colors he uses. But his his use of shading, shading is fantastic. He tells stories on pages where there is no dialogue, and his use of thick lines and thin lines to outline characters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean, it's just... so so. This tells the story of uh, Parker, you know, a man who has been wronged, yeah. uh, and it opens up with him, you know, trying to get himself back up in the condition where he can, you know, enact revenge. So he, he uh, he's a criminal, I guess you could say that. You yeah, know? career criminal. Career criminal. That's a good one. Um, you know he he's he's he does jobs when his money runs low. Does you know one or two a year, and then lives off of that. Uh, this last job that he did with his with his honey, his mm-hmm. honey bell, uh, you know went sour, and ended up with uh, his wife shooting him and running off with uh, the partner on the job. So they left him for dead, and they thought he was dead. So now he's he's on you know the the revenge kick. He goes after you know his woman to find out what the hell happened, uh, and then he goes after the man that betrayed him in the deal, and then after that he goes after the bosses um, that took his money. You know the the story was the guy who betrayed him owed money to this outfit in order to you know to set things right with them. So he betrayed Parker to pay them back. So the re- the revenge definitely goes up the chain, and he eventually wants his money back from the outfit itself. So if you've seen the movie, it follows a similar storyline um, outside of the ending of the movie with the sun and you know all that stuff. Actually, I can't remember how the outfit. I didn't read the outfit yet, so I'm not sure if if that's a portion of the outfit. I actually hadn't uh, read it yet either, but uh, I think we got another book club book. Oh God, I, would, I can't wait to read the outfit. The way um, it kind of pieces together the story when he's crawling back into the city, beaten up, his he's got holes in his shoes, and there's certain uh, things he does from his point of view, from other people's point of view, to see him start small with like uh, bumming a cigarette, and he works his way up back to status quo. So he starts small like that, and he goes to the DMV and is able to get a driver's license, and he and he modifies a driver's license. And then he, you know, he's able to obtain checks and change his name. And uh, it's kind of like he works his way from from nothing to something in the first half of the book. And it's just really well done the way it's adapted and put into storyboard. How about the scene where Darwin Cook does, you know, several landscape panels to show how he was going to these banks to try to get the cash? I had to read, read it like... I, I, the first time around, I completely missed that it was you know telling the story of how he went to several banks and not just you know two, but each panel was a different bank and yeah. a different statement coming from a bank. But it you know, and the scene like that's just one of Darwin Cook, you know, one of his strengths is able to tell you know a story in so little panels. The one you know this the six panel page with the waitress, how he went in for coffee. Um, yeah. and you know, he conveys, you know, so much in just that one page, you know, he's blowing smoke in the waitress's face. Um, 
and he gets coffee and you know doesn't leave a tip. He just pays for the coffee and leaves. Yeah, and six bump, panels. You, he bumps a cigarette off of her. Yeah, you pretty much learn all you need to do from from yeah. that panel. You know, that he's, page. he's not a nice guy, mm-hmm. and uh, you know she and it shows on her face in the one page, and that's what I like because it's like one page is devoted to each singular event in him rebuilding his uh, his his life. It goes with the you know one page spent on the banks, one at the DMV. But the story is told so well that that's all you need, and you just move on to the next. And the panel where he's walking on through the bridge, you know, in the middle of traffic, and you yeah, just see yeah. the like the back shot from the ground, and you see him walking. God, what a what a page! What a page! The what? um the and so so he meets up with Lynn, um you know the girl his honey bear, his honey bear. um so he he tracks her down to see what the story was, and you know he finds her. She's like a, become a drug addict, you know she's addicted to pills. As they say, mm-hmm. she's so, got to sleep. She's got to. So he meets up with her, and you know he's you know PO'd and. Oh God, what was that? So I have no idea. They, um, he meets up with her, and she's like on the brink, and she's getting cash from the guy who betrayed him, and you know the scene. There, there's another you know great. I think it's four panels, but it shows him you know turning her down. You know she asks if he wants to stay in her room. Right. And I think he says the tr- uh, the tree is dead. Is that the, the tree is, that is the, dead for you or the, something yeah. like that? So yeah. he goes yeah. he goes and lays on the couch, and you know the next panel is it getting dark, and then the next panel is her coming into the room on top of him, and the next panel is daylight and he's getting up. You know, in four panels he tells the story. Yeah. You know, amazingly, and it looks beautiful when he does it. Um, but after that he wakes up and finds her dead in the bed. She OD'd one of these pills. You know, the pills. Pills. And to further hammer home how much of a not nice guy he is, he walks in, sees her dead on the bed. I think he goes to watch TV. Yeah, until, so one day, panel, until nighttime. Yeah, until one panel is sun up. One next panel is sun down. This concludes our broadcasting day. Wraps up her body so that she's covered, but you can still see her face and just carries her out back. And that's to- and this is like similar to what I was saying about year one, how... Um, the animated series is out, and I was kind of annoyed that there was like thought bubbles in the movie where the, you could hear the actor explaining what's happening. And this, like that scene, you don't need to hear thought bubbles. Like I better wait until you know dark. Yeah, the environment. He tells the story yeah. with the TV on the morning, and the the last comment from the TV, and that's it. You're like, oh, he he we waited until you know sundown to do this. Mm-hmm. You don't need anything else. You read it with the art, and it's fantastic. Um. So yeah, and like you were saying, he he takes her out and and drops the body in the park, but not only that, he cuts her face up so that right. her face wouldn't show in the papers. Mm-hmm. You know, this is his ex. Yeah, it's pretty like you know insane, but yeah. smart. Yeah, it's smart because he does what he has to do. And in the but in the book, he admits like this is the only girl he's ever kind of let in. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a he's a hard abrasive man, and he doesn't let people in. But. Uh, he let her in, so you know obviously this is just going to damage him further because he had to. I mean, thinking as a criminal, he had to cut up her face mm-hmm. in order to you know protect himself. But you know, had to kill him in some way, even though he yeah. hated. She shot him. She, you know, he still loved her. What a what a great book! What a great book! Yeah. So the book ends with um, him on the hunt for Mal. Mal Resnick is the guy who was in the deal that. Mm-hmm. Convinced, I guess, Lynn to the guy in the movie Porter. that played him was great in the pay- <laughs> payback. I oh, kept yeah, thinking yeah. of the payback movie, even though <laughs> yeah. it's probably you know the last thing that um, Darwin Cook wanted you to think about. No, but it's true. Even the um, the short little guy Stegman, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he wore like the same hat as the guy in the movie too. Yeah. Like, I mean, the movie is so well done too. But well cast, I thought the yeah. movie. Like just from reading the the Darwin Cook adaptation. Yeah, um, I feel like the adaptation was. I mean, it's just spot on for. Is just a great, great mm-hmm. story. I mean, and the last, uh, I don't know, but the last, like, 13, 14, 15 pages got, like, hardcore text. Uh-huh. Like, um, and the first three quarters of the book was was an awesome, like, graphic novel adaptation. And the, the last quarter or so, there's, like, the same amount of pictures as there is text because I guess he needs to, he he's explaining the uh, the con and how it went sour, and how he mm-hmm. got betrayed, and stuff like that. Yeah, there were some pages when when they explained how the the plan backfired. It's um, it's done in a way that there's you know three thin paragraphs of text, and then one drawing of maybe like an airstrip yeah, on the other yeah. side, which I thought was cool. Um, so eventually, he gets revenge 
on uh, you know the betrayer and then goes after the outfit and I you know the movie obviously popped into my head again but you know he eventually the the outfit gives him the money which I was like surprised I when I read it again this time around I forgot that they eventually buckle and give him the money back mm. and uh, but he really had to fight for it. you know he kills all these people that were sent to kill him uh, yeah. when the drop off was originally supposed to happen and. And eventually, you know, the outfit gives in and gives him the money, and he leaves. And you know, he says to himself that you know he's gonna call up that plastic surgeon that he knows. So he's gonna he knows that he's like a wanted man, and and eventually he's gonna have surgery to alter his face, which is how the out, which is how Parker the outfit opens up. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Well, I'm, it's hard to place why, but I really didn't care for it. What? Wow, Mark, that's crazy. you soulless. Bastard. And here's why. <laughs> no black people. <laughs> All blue. Didn't help. <laughs> you can't say anything bad about Darwin Cook's art. His signature style is incredible. Having said that, I think that's the only thing I liked about it. It was well written. He did an incredible job telling stories with the art silently, like you said. But to me, it had a vibe of a 60s crime noir detective story. Mm. Oh, which darn. Isn't necessarily <laughs> a bad thing. It's not what I'm into. So it wasn't bad. It wasn't poorly written. It just bored me to tears. Oh, um, Jesus. Lord. Have you no soul? I don't care for Darwin Cook's writing style, for starters. Hmm. So there were points of clunky exposition for me that really made it a little means. bit hard to. I don't know what exposition means. <laughs> just it pulled me out so much so that my girlfriend's kicking me on the couch going, you need to finish. You need to finish. And I'm sitting there nodding off while reading this. <laughs> Foot on the coffee table, no <laughs> yeah. doubt. Yeah. Yep. It was okay. And I definitely think that there are some folks who will like it, but a little slow I, moving for me. I just wasn't feeling it. I could not disagree with you more. I loved every page. Tell every me. page. Every page is a work of every art. Every page. Preach now, on. Now, let's, now, I understand why they had to do it this way, but the one thing that kind of made me make a weird face was <laughs> I I would have thought that I would have thought that it would have been like judging by the way he's introduced and, and the kind of character they make him out to be I would have I would have liked to have the money like getting the money back come sooner come yeah like come first because I wanted I wanted the the big ending to be him getting the revenge on the guy that screwed him over. And, uh, you know, well, one and, of the... it, and I, I mean, I understand that he has to go up the chain of command to get the money back, but because it was like, it, it, it kind of built up and then he got his revenge on Mal and killed Mal. And then it was kind of, then for me, it was just kind of like an afterthought. Well, let me go get my money back, too. Yeah, because in the movie, and I'm referencing the movie again, but from the beginning, it was about him getting the money back. See, I didn't see the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, the movie referenced, like, I just want my blah, blah, blah share back. It's like, and it was like a running joke. Yeah, because his his share was 70,000, but they thought it was 100, they kept mistaken for 140,000. He's like, 70,000. And he's like, why would you do this for 70,000? But in the book, it was almost like it, something snapped in his head. You know, he was going after them and he's like, you know what? I do want, I'm not, or I'm not doing it just for revenge or something. It's like, I I want my money back. I want my share back. And that sentence happened, you know, like this last seven eighths of the book where it, yeah, it, the, the whole, there was no like obvious beginning as a reader. It felt like the revenge on Mal was the end. But there was still, you know, a third of the book left after that. You know, one after that happened, it's like, oh, he wants the money back now, which yeah. to me was weird because I was I'm used to that being the sticking point in the movie, and then just kind of he flipped a switch and he made a statement in his head. He's like, you know what, I want to get this money, my share back. Yeah, I I don't know how. Like I said, I don't know how I would have done it differently. Like I don't, I don't maybe maybe Mal. He confronts Mal, and Mal gets away somehow, and then he gets the money and has to go back and start finding Mal again or something. I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I, I wanted the big ending to be him killing Mal. It just seemed like an afterthought mm-hmm. that now, I, now I need to go back. Well, and a lot, finish of, a lot of big stuff. A lot of big stuff happened in the book, you know, which you would think would be a huge epic moment, like Lynn dying and then yeah. Mal dying, and then 
you know, him killing one of the outfit's lieutenants and then finally getting the money back. There was no kind of, like, big moment. Yeah, I actually thought... I, I think that goes I, along with his personality. Yeah, you know? I think so, too. Like, yeah. it's just another thing, you know? It happens mm-hmm. just another day. I thought when, when they first... The, when they first introduced Lynn, I actually thought that she was going to be, like, his sidekick through the whole thing, and then, mm-hmm. like, two pages later, she's dead. Dibs. You know what was great about that, though? What made me crack up was when the guy finally gets to the apartment, knocks on the door, and Lynn opens it. He just slaps her, like, hey-ho, I'm home. Boom! <laughs> I'm like, wow, this guy is an a-hole. And then yeah. the the other character, I can't remember her name, which he, in the movie, he was the driver for. Oh, yeah. And then he meets up with her again, and she gives... Maria him, Bello. Yeah. She played, her, she played in the movie. Woof! <laughs> Um, he meets up with her in the book, and she gives him Mal's address at the you know this at the outfit headquarters, and he wasn't there. And then he goes back to her and is like literally choking her, yeah. and picking her off the oh, ground. Man. Yeah, <laughs> God, Parker, uh, you just love him so much. Yeah, he's yeah. just he's such just a great rap scallion. Yeah, he's a total rap scallion. Uh, so I think we have to do the outfit as another book club. Yeah, at I, this I, point. I oh man, I I would read that without even being on the show. Oh God, I, it's Mark, so good. You, I don't know how. You, just stop. I think just uh, stop. if any of you guys are searching for, uh, you know, you got some friends who are uh, comic book nerds, the uh, the actual book make good gifts because they're pretty big, they're pretty thick, mm-hmm. and uh, they're pre- quite nice. I gifted one actually. Not to. Yeah, what was this like? 150 pages, something like that. It's big. It's you big. Know? Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. That's our boy. It's like he's right here. On location, Jonesy. Thanks for uh, recording your vocals for that as it abruptly ends. Uh, Letter segment. You know, we read your letters live to end the show. Um, We read them, you know. Letters at papercake.com. Mark, what, do we have anything this week? We got a couple. We got one from Dresden down in Fishtown saying, Hey, gang, will we ever hear the NYCC show? Is it that bad? Also, is J.M. Stump annoying on a real mic? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Jeez. <laughs> he, You'll he, never know. Yeah. I can reveal that he talks about cheap comics just as much on, in real life as he does <laughs> on Skype. I can, I can he was in the no Skype zone when we recorded. Um is he annoying on a on a real mic? You'll never know. You know, yeah. maybe one day we'll post kind of a Halloween episode and we'll we'll post that horrendous audio file. The show was so bad that I 30 minutes into it I started playing the outro music out of nowhere because I wanted to go to bed and I yeah. knew that it was there was no saving it. It was nuts. You got to send that to me since I couldn't make it. I'm dying to hear this show. Dale Dale was I sent it to Dale because yeah. and halfway through he's like, "You know what? This isn't so bad." And I was like, Maybe Good. you should listen to the whole thing first. <laughs> I listened to the whole thing, and uh, I regret every second of my life that I went back and listened. Wow. Uh, hopefully, maybe, you know, the BBC will release something from the archives right. years down the road. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's the only hope you guys are going to get to ever hear that. Letters at paperkeg.com. We have fun. Look, first and foremost, above all else, we're professionals. We tr- <laughs> We try to act like we are, so... It might be fun, but it's no fun not being the drunk person in the room. Yeah. And that's what exactly it would be like if you were listening to that. I mean, day. it was, yeah. Do we got another one before we wrap up, Mark? Yeah, we got one more. We're running out of tape right now. We are running out of tape. Lillian from Greenpath says, Mark, what DC 52 books are you picking up on a monthly basis? Eager to hear what you guys think of the whole thing. Hmm. Lillian. We did a lot of shows on New 52. Yeah, I think between all of us, we read each one, probably. She, she should have told us what she was picking up. Yeah. Lillian. Right Love to hear it. I'm reading the Bat titles, the Green Lanterns, Static Shock, Stormwatch, Swamp Thing. Stormwatch? Yeah, I, I enjoyed thought that it. was terrible, if it Jonesy said. Review? How, do you re- how do you refer to it, too? Is Stormwatched. Oh, bag it was like of flaming a flaming ass. A bag of turds. <laughs> shaking around shaking in the up fan. in a bag and then dumped out or something like that. <laughs> dumped out. Dumped out bag of turds. Yeah. Something like that. It was, And then it hits the fan. Wonder Woman Action Comics. I want to check out All-Star Western. Uh, I'm reading most of them. Hmm. I think the new 52's got some for everyone. Hmm. There you have it from uh, former DC historian... I think this is a great show. Good show. 
Just good? Just good? No, it was a great show. Great great show for me. Maybe maybe next week, Just Dave will be back. Have we ever had an episode where Just Dave's on and it's not a win column? I will have to check the archives. Jones is on vacation like two or three weeks. Is it because I'm here, Mark? Or is it because Jonesy's not here? Oh my God. Let's see what the, red, the letters say. <laughs> yeah, we'll Let's see, see what the letters we'll say. We'll see next week. Uh, if you enjoy Dave more than Jonesy, don't write in at all <laughs> next week. We'll see. Oh, uh, next week, special Halloween episode. Yeah? Dracula is the book club book. <sighs> that's a, Dynamite that's Entertainment. a thick book, I heard. Oh, my oh God. God, yeah. 200 pages. Will we finish it in time? Tune in next week. Goodbye.